0: Hello, beautiful souls, you're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, love grace, and compassion, in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone, everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online angel communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Friends, it is late. It is 11 o'clock. I can't sleep and I want to come downstairs right now. And I'm just recording this podcast because I think there's a lot of information here that I'm processing and that I'm working through as I speak. I just want to channel out this information to you because it's so important. It's so critical and Every man, woman, child needs to hear this. We live in a society that wants to tell people you're only spiritual if you act this way. Julie, you're only spiritual if you do this. Friends, we can hold a high vibration. And be within our humanity at the same time. I'm going to talk you through a background story that I'm not sure that I've told you before, but it's important because what I experienced today on multiple different levels ties into it. And I want you to get the full picture of why I'm triggered. And why you really need this message too. So when I was a young girl, you've known because I've told you the stories about how I caught my dad cheating, but I don't know if I've really explained how that happened. So when I was in about third or fourth grade, my mom was on a trip looking for another house. And My dad was left home with my sister and I, and he decided to take us to a carnival. And on the way to the carnival, he ended up picking up a young woman he said that he worked with, turned out to be his intern. That was red flag number one, right? So we are going to the carnival, we get to the carnival, and my dad is a very, very frugal man. So when we get to the carnival and he buys like this unlimited number of tickets, just this oodles of tickets, I go, ooh, red flag number two. What is up? What is going on with this? So my dad's letting us ride all the rides, do all the games. I mean, we're having a blast. And my sister and I are on this Ferris wheel. And I say, let's play a game. Let's play I Find Dad First. So my sister and I are on this Ferris wheel. We're going round and round. And I spot my dad first. And he is locking lips. With the intern. And I don't know what to do except for shield my sister from this sight. So I turn the opposite way and I go, oh, he's over there, in order to distract her attention. But I knew what I saw. And when I tried to tell my mom over the phone, as she's in a different state at the time, physically, he Gets the phone, he takes the phone and he proceeds to make it seem like I'm going crazy. I didn't see what I saw. And that was so hurtful at the time on so many different levels. But when somebody tries to make you feel like you're crazy and you know that you're not, It robs you of your intuition. It robs you of your basic right to listen to your heart, to listen to your gut. And no person should have that right to take that away from you, right? So the background story with my parents is really more involved. They started fighting really, really bad when I was in third or fourth grade. And I remember thinking to myself, I will never let myself be in this position. And I knew the position was at the time, my mom couldn't step away from her marriage because she didn't have the financial resources to do so. Because she didn't have a job that provided her with the financial resources to do so. And I remember being at that young age, I think that's eight or nine years old at the time, and saying to myself, I will never put myself in that position where I don't have the freedom to leave whenever I want to leave. Because that's not a true partnership. That's a jail. It's a jail cell. It might be a different name. I'm not against marriage. But marriage as an institution and as it is set up, is set up in a way where money is a key. Money opens doors. Money buys freedom. And if you don't have money in order to step away, you don't have a key. You're locked inside. So I experienced a lot early on in my life. I didn't have a full sense of safety, of security, of emotional safety and security early on. I just knew that I didn't like what I saw and that I wasn't going to allow my adult life to be the same. That I would do everything within my power To take control of my life, to not put myself in the same circumstances. And I get it, friends, because we have grown by leaps and bounds. And thank God that women came before us and marched and protested and did everything that they could to advocate for us to get to the point that we're at today. But I'm saying this. And I'm recording this podcast and I cannot sleep because we are so far behind still that it's not funny anymore. And I'm sick of it and I'm tired of it. And I'm not playing games with this anymore. I'm done. And you should feel done too because the amount of crap that all of us have been through with this shit is ridiculous. And you can say, Julie, well, how can you say that you're spiritual and how can you say that you stay in high vibration? You sound really freaking angry. Here's the deal. There are different layers of conscious existence. We talked about this recently in the podcast. The first layer of conscious existence is where everything is one It's where we all came from. It's what we call God, where everything is all one. God, universe, source, I am, all that is. It's all the same. It's everything, everywhere. And when you are in high vibration and you are in that yummy space and you are tapped into the divine, you are tapped into the second layer of existence, which is heaven. You are tapped into loved ones on the other side. It's awesome. It is amazing. And yes, I feel my angels working next to me every single day. But guess what? My consciousness is not there fully, wholly, In the first layer of conscious existence right now, because I'm in the third layer of conscious existence, which is human physical manifestation. It's us living different lifetimes and different realms. Because yes, friends, there are different worlds that we can live different lifetimes in. And if you've heard that earth is a hard one, you are correct. We're here. And can you be a spiritual person and be a human at the same time? Absolutely. And you know what? If anybody tries to tell you that they are a spiritual person and they live in that high vibration all the time, 24-7, they never come out of it, they don't have an ego anymore, they're lying. It doesn't exist here where you have perfection. Where you don't have ego anymore. Somebody saying that they don't have an ego anymore is the ego itself. Period. Anyone saying in this lifetime that we are supposed to be living in high vibration 24-7 and that we're not supposed to be in our humanness. We're not supposed to take action. You have to question that. Because that bypasses everything. A person who goes through a traumatic, violent experience may forgive in order for their own heart to heal, but they also have the right to take action. They also have the right to take action and make sure it doesn't happen again. They have the right to fight for laws to make sure that it doesn't happen to another person again. And when we say that you're just supposed to be in spiritual la-la land, high vibration, 24-7, and not feel and not take action, we are being robbed of our freedom to make this world a better place. And I would love to tell you that there is a magic pill that you can take that makes everything better. But I was listening to Brene Brown recently, and she said something to the effect of emotional healing comes through the birth canal. And what does she mean by that? Emotional healing is birthed. It is work. You have to do the work over years and years and years to get to a healthy space in your life. And then you have to continue to do the work in your life over years and years and years to maintain that healthy level of existence that you have reached. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this and I'm going to continue on with my story. Because as my dad tried to make me feel crazy, and my mom feel crazy actually as well too, he didn't stop cheating. He kept cheating. And the second time I caught him cheating, it was with a neighbor. I was actually at our goodbye party. We were leaving Virginia, moving down to Louisiana, and our neighborhood was just the funnest place ever. And our sweet, sweet neighbors threw us the best goodbye party. And my mom goes, oh, Julie, we forgot the camera. We had been over at the party for maybe an hour. She goes, will you go back and get the camera? I don't want to forget this night. So I go back home to get the camera, and I walk into the mudroom of our house, and my dad's boot slams up against the door. And he goes, what do you want? I didn't even know he was home. I thought he was at the party. And I said, I just came to get the camera and he said, I'll bring it to you. And I knew right then that the neighbor he had been flirting with for the last year was in the room with him and that he didn't want me to see because the way that my dad acted and the way that he talked and what he said was so unlike the way that he had ever acted before. I knew, I I still know it in my gut what was happening at that moment because he went on to marry her three months later, six months later. So, and she's not a bad guy. He was lying to her at the same time, telling her false information and telling her that my parents were already getting divorced when they hadn't even talked about it. He had already gone to see a lawyer. So what ended up happening was my parents had a moving truck come, moving truck took everything from the house down to Louisiana. My mom, sister, dad, and I all got into a car. We drove down to Louisiana and they fought the entire trip down. We ended up getting down to Louisiana. My dad was really excited to meet up with his boss's family, to introduce the two families, to go out to dinner. And they even got into a huge fight at dinner. Now, unlike any other place that we had ever moved, because we moved a lot, when we got down to Louisiana, they didn't actually have a house purchased. They had a house for us to rent, but even that house wasn't ready yet. So we were going to stay in a hotel until. The rental house was ready. So we got to the hotel and you have to remember that when a child goes through different experiences so young that are so unhealthy, that are so unsafe, and there isn't a feeling of emotional security within that child that rocks you to your core, right? And that child is always going to, well, most times, I shouldn't say always, a lot of times that child has to grow up fast. That child has to learn how to self-care, give themselves what they need emotionally so that they feel safe and secure. And it's really hard to do when... A child also looks at their parents and just needs them to be alive and needs them to be happy and healthy and just just needs what they need from a mom and dad, right? So we're in the hotel room, all of the four of us, and it is raining and thunderstorming out and my mom can't sleep. I can hear her restlessness. So she gets the car keys and she goes for a drive. And I remember thinking to myself, she's not okay this is not a good situation. Like God, please just take care of my mom and please make sure she's okay. And I remember trying to wait up as long as I could for my mom to get back home, but just being so emotionally drained and so tired that I eventually fell asleep. And I woke up the next morning to my mom being in the shower and my dad shaking me. And my dad said, who do you want to live with, me or your mother? Look at me. Who do you want to live with, me or your mother? And I was so fearful at the time that I lied and I said him. But he ended up getting into the shower. My mom got out of the shower. She's rifling through all of her stuff. And I... I, couldn't process it at a time. I knew something big was happening. I knew something major was happening. I just couldn't put my finger on exactly how this was all going to go down. That same day, we were supposed to be put in school, my sister and I. So my parents, you know, get ready. My dad goes off to work. My mom takes my sister and I to breakfast at the hotel. And she says, we're going to go on a little trip up to Chicago. And immediately, like I couldn't even help it. I just bust into tears because I was like, this is it. This is it. We're not coming back. I'm going to be living in Chicago now. This is the finale. So we ended up going because the only person That my mom knew in Louisiana was my dad's boss's wife. So we go over to her house and I don't even know how my mom got a different credit card to use because even in the late 1990s, a woman couldn't get a credit card if she didn't have a line of credit without her husband or her father's signature. Right? So here is a woman who cannot even get credit in the 1990s when most of us were fed the BS that everything is equal, everything is fine, everything is dandy. Right? So somehow my mom is able to purchase plane tickets to Chicago. We come up to Chicago. Funny enough, my dad works at the airport, so I am having heart palpitations the entire time that we're walking through the Louisiana airport. God, I know he doesn't work in this part of the building, but for whatever reason, please don't allow him to find us because that's going to be the worst situation ever. I don't think my dad would have actually done it, but was I scared that my dad would take my mom's life if he found out what was happening? Yes, I was. fearful of that. Was I fearful of his boss's wife ratting out my mom? Yeah, 110%. So we get to the airport, we get on the plane, we get to Chicago, and I'll never forget the amount of comfort and safety and security of just being in my grandparents' home. It's not like anything that I can describe. I just knew that we were home and I knew things were gonna be okay because they were there for us. So what ended up happening from there? My dad did not call. He didn't call to say, are you guys okay? He called, I think, on day two or day three to say, I'm not giving you anything. I'm going to take the girls and you're not going to have a penny to your name. And unless it was for my grandfather at the time, that probably would have been the case. Because like I said, my mom could not have gotten a credit card without my grandfather co-signing for her. We literally left Louisiana with a backpack each. We had none of our possessions. All of that was in the moving truck. We literally had what we were taking as if we were on a vacation because we were moving. And my dad didn't give us back our things. He kept it in a storage facility in Louisiana that ended up getting damaged with water. And so back then, all of the childhood possessions that I had growing up had been lost in that water damage. And because of my grandparents and my aunts and uncles, they stepped in and they helped us rebuild. They helped us have some new toys they helped us buy clothes and it wasn't perfect but they were there for us emotionally physically so I have all of this emotion within me because of the years and years and years of physical mental, emotional trauma that I experienced as a child. And I kept that promise to myself that I would always be self-reliant. I would always be working on my skills. I would always have a career so that if the point came in my life, because I knew I always wanted to have a partnership. That wasn't a question. I knew that in my partnership, in my marriage, I would not allow my partner to treat me with any disrespect. I would teach my partner how to treat me and that if they didn't treat me the way that I wanted to be treated, I wouldn't be in that relationship anymore because I would have financial freedom having kept up my career in order to walk away. Fast forward to today. I am in Target and I am in line purchasing a couple of things. There is a man behind me and his wife comes over to him bouncing. I mean, she's just so excited about this cute little plant that she has found at Target. And she's like, "Isn't this adorable?" and and he goes, "Where are you going to put that?" And she goes in the bathroom and he starts shaming her. You're going to put that in the bathroom? da 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 Critical, 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 critical. I don't know how many times I've said it here, but I'm going to say it again. Criticisms are the best way to kill a marriage. I wanted to turn back to this gentleman, but I decided to mind my own business. I wanted to turn back to this gentleman and say, excuse me, sir, I work with women every single day who have lost their joy, their zest for life, their passion for life because of critical men like you. And it takes them years to get that back. It takes them years to find themselves again. I know because I lost myself in my own marriage and it took me years and years to find that person again. And I wanted to scream to this woman in the target line. Wake up. Don't you dare put that that plant back. You go put that beautiful plant in your bathroom and look at it and smile every freaking day and allow him to be the crumpy, moody person that he is. But don't you dare go put that plant back. But what did she do? she went and put the plant back. It took every ounce within me, friends, not to speak up in that moment. And as I was walking to the car, I was thinking about a video that I had done for the e-course, How to Hold High Vibration, where somebody was speaking about You know, what do you do when you are triggered? What do you do when your kids are throwing a tantrum and you're just so frustrated? How do you hold high vibration? And I said, well, there's the misconception within spirituality that we're supposed to stay in high vibration 24-7. Let's go back to that example that I was talking about a, a couple of podcast episodes ago where I was talking about the three layers of conscious existence. What does that mean? Where did we come from? Because if you're a soul, conscious energy form, before you come into this earthly body, then you're not from earth, right? So there is heaven. Heaven's amazing. Go there every day in my sessions. You call it the other side, call it what you want. It's a middle space. It's a space where you can spend eons upon eons upon eons with the people that you love. The people in your soul family. Even people in your soul family that you don't even know you know while you're here. Because they didn't come through in this lifetime. But you have spent lifetime after lifetime after lifetime with them in other lives. The Third layer of conscious existence is physical reality where we have all of those lifetime after lifetime after lifetimes. And I have seen it over and over again in my sessions. This isn't the only place to have a physical existence. There are multiple different worlds, there are multiple different places for us to live a life, and if you've researched this at all, a lot of people say, well, earth is a very heavy, dense energy, it's a very hard place to have a lifetime, and you're absolutely right. And there are so many people who say within the spiritual community, and they are correct, that There are so many more souls living on this planet right here, right now, who were tapped and asked to come and help. Okay, so we've got this different information. Three levels of conscious existence. The first layer of conscious existence is where everything has started from. It's where everything is one. It's where all experiences of all time, all consciousness, all knowledge, all everything is. It's God, it's universe, it's source. It's us being the droplet in the ocean that is God, but you can never be separate from the ocean. And if you didn't hear me talk about this in the lab. Last podcast, what I said is, I used to be scared of this place, right? I used to tell God, I'm fine with being in heaven. I am so fine with being on the other side in heaven, but I never want to go to that place of oneness where you're one with all that is. Because I don't want to be without my husband. I don't want to be without my daughter. I don't want to be without my puppies. I don't want to be without my mom. And God said, Julie, you have it wrong. You don't understand. When you're in that first layer of conscious existence, you're not void of anything. You're with all of your loved ones in every loving, positive experience that you have ever lived in all lifetimes, all at once. That layer of consciousness is a growth beyond what our mind can really wrap around, Where you have gotten to the point in your journey where you go back and you are one with all that is. And you are every moment of your existence all at once. And every time I say that, the angels come back and they say all the positive ones. So it's never having to be without It's never having to be without anybody because you're always with them. You've gotten to a point of growth within your soul where you can be all of it all at once. And I guess it's not that you've gotten to that point within your soul. It's a return to what you always were. And that these lifetimes that we have are... What is that quote from Eat, Pray, Love? God dwells within me as me. That's it. You are a droplet in the ocean that is God, but the droplet can never be separate from the rest of the ocean. You are a piece of all that is, experiencing life and reality and existence for yourself. And while it is amazing, 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 every person should know how to get into the highest vibration that is, to hold the highest vibration that is, to ebb and flow within it through your day, to know how to reset your nervous system, how to operate within your triggers and manage the triggers within your life. However. There is a misconception from people that if you are spiritual, then you're supposed to forgive everything and turn the other cheek and not take action and not use your throat chakra and not use your voice and be like this Buddha sitting in lotus position, just in high vibration Holding the frequency for everybody in order to create change. But how does change truly happen unless we take action from that place of high vibration? Taking action is not us being not spiritual. You can be a spiritual person and take action. You can be a spiritual person and be working through your triggers. You can be a spiritual person and forgive somebody, but set boundaries where you're not going to allow yourself to be hurt in that same way again. So you're like, Julie, whoa, this is a lot of anger just coming from one incident at Target. So that wasn't my whole day, okay? So then I get home and I get a message recording on our voicemail from somebody who is in a household where there is violence And they are needing to make a decision on whether or not they should leave. And that's what set me off. Because it hasn't just been a little bit of time. It's been a lot of time. And I'm so sick and tired of the systems that are in place. And that we just stand by these systems that do not work. I know I'm bouncing around a little bit. Stay with me here. I was listening to Brene Brown the other day and she was talking about how she did so much research on religious and spiritual teachers And she found this parallel between all of these religious and spiritual teachers that shocked her, just floored her. Because what she found is that all of them had one thing in common and that one thing in common was very strict boundaries. And so she went back to them in this interview, she's talking about this and she goes back to them and she says, but how can it be that you're a spiritual or religious teacher and you have these very strong boundaries? And they said, Brene, it's because I have these very strong boundaries that I'm able to be compassionate, that I'm able to help humanity. And That was really, really fascinating because can we be compassionate and hold boundaries at the same time? Yes. And should we? Yes. Friends, there are some of you who need this message today. There are some of you who are teaching your daughters, your granddaughters, your sons, your grandsons, the system has to change. And the system is currently set up where money within a marriage equals freedom. To me, and everything that I have been through within my life, money within a marriage means that you have a key within your hand and that if at any time somebody becomes an alcoholic or somebody becomes violent or somebody changes in some way, somebody that you thought was different ends up being a narcissist and manipulative and controlling, that you don't have to stay in that position because you don't have another out. And you're like, Julie, let's go into this deeper because I want to stay at home. I want to stay at home with my kids. And I hear so many women, I get you. I see you. I want to stay home with my daughter and have this great time with her, which is why I created my own business. The system of marriage has to shift. And what has to happen is that we as women and men keep our own freedom financially that's either one by keeping up your skills keeping up your job so that you are of equal partnership within the partnership or two If you choose to stay home, if a male chooses to stay home or a female chooses to stay home, what I believe should be happening is that a contract is drafted or something is determined where it is noted that half of the working partner's salary goes to the partner who is working from home because it is work. and. There are so many women who are busting their butts day in, day out, managing everything for their husbands who are working, who have gotten very high up in their career. And if that is what they choose to do, awesome, go for it. I'm not telling you not to, but what I am telling you to do is have a agreement set up With your spouse. That you are working from home. And they are paying you your salary. So if you are staying home. With your kids. If you are staying home. In order to support. And do everything within the household. For your husband. So that he or wife. So that he or she. Can get where they want to go. Within their career. Awesome. But then pay them. Because money is freedom within a partnership it is it's the constructs within the system of how it works right now and if you don't set it up for yourself in a way where you have financial freedom you are giving away your key and if at any time things don't go exactly as you want. Yeah, you can absolutely go through a divorce, but there's so often still to this day, time where men, I'm saying men because that's 99% of what I'm working with right now, hold it over women's heads. And women feel like they are powerless without it. And I'm so tired of seeing women lose their voice. I'm so tired of seeing men be critical day in, day out, day in, day out, beating down their partner with their words. Why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Who gives a flipping fuck how I flip the pancakes? Shut up, sit down at the table and let me make you your goddamn food. There are so many men who are so critical day in and day out and it hurts my heart to the core because you can see a woman's joy and her life energy be zapped. It's as if you're looking at somebody who's more like a zombie. They don't know who they are anymore. They don't know who they are anymore. They don't know what they want anymore. And I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of seeing this in so many women. And it's not fair. And you have a choice. You have a voice. You have a voice in your marriage and your partnership right now, no matter who you're with. You know, I haven't gone into this on the podcast yet. And, And if I say male or female, I have always saw myself as... Being open to a relationship with a man or a woman, I consider myself not cis, but bi. And that's something that I will talk about in a different podcast. But if I ever say things wrong, I'm sorry. I'm learning. I am happily married within my marriage. I love my husband. I have worked so hard to make sure that he treats me the way that I want to be treated. I have worked so hard to teach him how I need to be loved. I have worked so hard to teach him how to care for me. And he does a great job. He is a diamond in a rough. And he makes me so proud all the time of just who he is and how much he loves me and how much he loves my kiddo. And so I want you to know that no matter where you're at in your life, you have a voice. You have options. You have resources that you can use to get out if you need to get out. Or to go to the counselor with your husband. Or to set boundaries to say, unless you're going to go to the counselor, unless you're going to go do your work, I can't do this anymore with you. Because that's the point that Blake and I got to five years ago. And you know what? It takes two people to heal within a marriage. And if he wasn't willing to do his work, our marriage would not have worked. And we absolutely would have gotten a divorce because I was not going to live with somebody who was critical day in, day out. I don't know if I've ever told this story. I ended up telling it, you know, all three of my sessions today were counseling women and bringing through messages from spirit for women who are going through very hard times with critical husbands. And I told this story today to one of the women that I was on the phone with that the way you have to work with energy and work with a person who is critical is to tap back into your own energy. And what do I mean by that? So you, you know that Elle has had a lot of medical issues, my daughter. And this was, gosh, probably five or six years ago. I don't know. All right. I'm so bad with numbers. Maybe four or five years ago. I... I am so triggered, you know, when I have to t- take Elle into the doctor's office because we went through so many. I mean, she had 12 doctors and therapists for the first three years of her life. And the amount of endoscopies and those scopies where they take the tube and put it down her nose to look inside her esophagus the amount of torture that I saw my daughter go through of being poked and prodded every time she went into the hospital for a hospital stay and they couldn't find a vein. It was torturous to watch my daughter have to go through what she went through in the hospital. And so I'm telling you this because it's part of the story. When I took my daughter to just a medical regular annual checkup it was very triggering for us we had to be there for about two hours they were just really delayed and my sweet little girl at the time uh, I think she was about in kindergarten she was such a good girl for two hours and she gets emotionally triggered because of everything that she went through. So here she is. She's got anxiety. I've got anxiety just about being in the doctor's office. She's got these fears of being poked and being prodded and she was there for so long. She did a great job. So I said, let's go to Target, got her a little toy and we went home. As soon as my husband walked in the door and my daughter ran up to him and said, look at what I got. My husband didn't say, at the time, five years ago, he didn't say, how was the doctor's office? I know you get triggered when you go. How was your anxiety? How was her anxiety? I know she has a lot of fear. He didn't say that. He got very critical and he said, $10? You spent $10 on a toy? I I thought we weren't going to buy her any more stuff. I thought we weren't going to do this. We had just talked about this. And I... Was totally triggered, totally triggered. And I asked spirit because I was, I was working on my own intuition at the time. I was developing my gifts. I go, God, you got to help me with this. I don't know what to do with this. And they said, go take a shower. So I go, okay, I'm going to go take a shower. I went and took a shower and I'm in the shower and I go, God, why am I taking a shower? And God says, you need to process. And I said, okay, well, how do I process? And God says, you're not even feeling into your feelings. God said, what are you feeling? And I just had a breakdown in that shower, man. I started crying and I was on the floor and I started just sobbing because I said, God, I've been telling my little girl to lie to my husband. And I, I had, I had been telling Al, don't tell daddy I bought you this don't tell daddy I bought you this. And I said, God, it's sending her the message that I don't want her to have. That my husband has control of the finances and that I have to have his permission on what to spend. And I said, I don't want to be telling my little girl to lie anymore. And I said, and I, and I feel so shamed. I feel so shamed because we have a budget that we set for the month and I don't go over the budget. Like I'm factoring these little things in and I'm not going over. I'm doing right. I'm doing good. Like why is he making me feel this way? Like I'm so small and all of this criticism, it hurts. It, it really brings me physical and emotional pain and God said, so that's what you have to use your throat chakra to voice to your husband. Because being in a healthy partnership means speaking up even when it hurts. And yes, you can speak with love, but you have to speak it. You have to get it out. You have to get the energy out of your throat chakra. So I thought about it. And I finished my shower and I dried myself off. And I went to my husband in my towel covering myself and towel covering my hair. And I said, listen, we don't have to make this a fight. We don't have to make this World War Three because that's what it was getting to at that point. I said, but I need you to know something. I've been telling Elle to lie to you. I've been telling Elle to say, I didn't get anything or not to show you what she got because I don't want the fight. And I don't want to hear these itty bitty criticisms from you every single time I buy something. It's not fair. It makes me feel small. It makes me feel hurt that you don't trust me to stay within our budget. I said, I never go over our budget. And if I do, I will come to you and I will communicate that to you. But here's what I need from you. Because that's the other part I forgot from the shower. God said, so what do you need? What do you need from your husband? I said, I need him to not be critical anymore of how I spend money. In fact, I don't even want to hear anymore anything about how I spend money. And I need to be able to stop lying to my kid. So that's what I told my husband. I said, I need to be able to stop tell an L to lie to you about these things. I need you to not say anything about money, period. And if I cross the budget, I will tell you, but I will watch the budget and not go over as I have done always. And that's it. That's what I need from you. Can you do that? Can you do that for me? And he thought about it and he goes, okay, I can do that. My husband and I have worked together for five years on his criticisms. And it was actually kind of funny, kind of how all this is coming together, because we have a a wonderful marriage now, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. We're different, but we complement each other in so many different ways. And he supports me, and I feel so much love and support from him that it warms my heart but we worked with a therapist for 5 years so that he could understand how critical he was and as we worked with that therapist it was a male therapist it was funny cuz the the other weekend my husband was like you know when we first went to Mark that's our therapist uh he goes i thought he was going to look at you And tell you you're wrong and that our marriage problems are all your fault. As in me. Like he thought that Mark was going to look at me, Julie, and say this is all your fault. If you would just change, everything would be better. And so I said, "Well, well, what ended up happening? And he said, a man looked at me and said, I understand why your wife feels like she needs to leave you. I understand why your wife doesn't want to be with you. And he said, that woke me up. That woke me up. Because the therapist that we had gone to before Mark was a woman who said that all of our problems were because I was ADHD and that I wasn't taking care of the household. And if I would just take care of the household, this is literally what she said. If I would just take care of the household and have dinner ready every night when he got home, that my husband wouldn't be upset. And that is not what Mark said. This new therapist Mark 5 years ago, man, he looked at my husband, he goes, "You're wondering why you have problems within your marriage? Criticisms kill a marriage." You want to not be married? You want to be divorced? Keep up that criticism. Keep being critical about everything your wife does. A bye bye She's not going to be here anymore. You want to work with me? You want to do the hard work? Mark was very nice about it, but he made Blake do a ton of work. There was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into this. It didn't happen overnight, but... I have always known that my husband has the biggest heart. Even though he's critical, he's one of the most sensitive people I have ever met in my life too, and I knew that when it came to the narcissism and the, oh, what do you call that, manipulativeness, and the manipulativeness that I experienced from my father. I knew that my my husband didn't have an untrustworthy bone in his body. He might be critical, but he's honest, he's truthful, he lives with integrity. And once Mark was able to point out how critical he was, and once Mark taught me how to not let up, where there were days where we woke up. I can remember Saturdays where we would wake up and my husband would be just critical about every little thing. And I would say, does it matter? Does it matter? Does it matter? I would be taking pictures for like social media and he'd be like, why are you taking a picture of that? Does it matter? Does it matter? Does it matter matter if that woman bought that plant at Target for what? $7.99 to put in their bathroom, does it fucking matter? No. The criticisms have to stop. And if you are in a partnership or relationship with a mom or a grandma or somebody in your life who is constantly critical, know that it is chipping away at your energy day in day out and you do not have to be a spiritual, you don't have to be like a spiritual person and, and think to yourself, well, if I'm spiritual, I just have to let them do that. And I can't speak up. I I mean, you just have to let people be. No, this is your life. You get to take it by the reins. You get to build it how you want to build it. And if you don't know how, build your spirit team here on earth. Work with different people who can help you build it up the way you want to build it. Because friends, Mark is an angel in our lives. He saved our marriage. He helped us get to where we needed to be. And I don't think any marriage is perfect. I think everybody goes through different things. I'm so grateful that I built my spirit team up here on earth and that I have chiropractors and therapists and healers of all different spaces who help me whenever I need it within my life. Do that for yourself. You have dreams right here, right now of what you want your life to look like Five years down the road, seven years down the road, 10 years down the road, 25 years down the road. Friends, that begins with here, now, today. It begins now. You have the choice. Don't feel like you're stuck Don't put yourself in positions. Don't teach your children and your grandchildren to put themselves in positions where they're going to be stuck later on. Build up the skills within them. Teach them to be financially independent. Or build up the strength within this next generation so that when they enter marriage and they want to stay home, there's a different system where that person is paid by the other person who is working. We don't have to live with these ridiculous systems of the past that didn't work, that held us down. I'm done with them. I'm done. And I can be here and I can be in my high vibration and I can act from a spiritual place and I can act from a place of love of saying, I love myself enough to not raise a child like that. I loved myself so much five years ago and I loved my kiddo so much five years ago that I wasn't willing to put up with that BS and I taught my partner how to love me. Most men, if you look at the big picture of collective consciousness, most men are learning how to be different. And that doesn't come easy. Learning how to be different comes from other people in their lives teaching them how to be different. So I am coming to you today as your same spiritual person, your same angel friend who lives in high vibration, who works with the other side all the time, saying, that you can be spiritual, you can hold high vibration, and you can also be within your humanity because that is where we are at. And you can take action and you can set boundaries and you can work on creating the healthy life that you want. Is it easy? No. Is it work? Yeah. Look at it this way. You get to create exactly what you want it to be exactly what you want it to be. There is two things on my list of what I wanted to achieve 10 years ago. There are two things that I haven't achieved yet, but I'm right there. And I think 2021 will be the year that both of those things are accomplished. Everything else I've taken time to sculpt, to create, to build my life exactly up the way that I wanted it to, to be and I'm saying it to you and I'm bringing you this message today because me five years ago, me 10 years ago, didn't 100% believe it was possible and it actually hurts to tell you that but me five years ago, me 10 years ago, didn't have full faith and confidence that I would succeed in that entire list. I just knew I had to keep chipping away at the life that I wanted to build here for myself. And what happens when you reach that list and you create the life that you want for yourself? You dream a new dream. You follow the passions in your heart and the joys in your heart. And you just keep following that voice within your heart. It's not going to lead you wrong. So I'm sorry. I know that this podcast isn't probably what you're used to, but now it's midnight and man, I was just so amped up. I'm so triggered when it comes to the system of how relationships coexist and It has to change, and that change cannot happen at a huge collective consciousness level. Change happens at an individual level. But what's happening, because I see this, friends, I worked with over a thousand people one-on-one last year, and you start to see parallels within people. And let me tell you, when I first started working on people one-on-one in sessions, I was like, This is it. I am going to find the person who has the best marriage, who has the perfect marriage, who I can learn from, who has it 100% down. You know what I found? I found that I would not trade places with anybody else's marriage at all. There isn't one person. There's not one person that comes in onto my table or or that I'm working with over phone or Zoom or FaceTime where I'm like, they have it down 100%. They're perfect. Every single person that I work with has energy of them working through things within their partnership, within their relationship. I am the most stubborn person you could possibly meet because I went to spirit and I was like, but where's the person that has it perfect? Like, where is that perfect marriage? And they're like, Julie, it doesn't exist. You don't get it. What's happening with the collective consciousness is that it can't change on the mass collective consciousness scale. What's happening is it has to change individually. So every person that's coming into your office that you're working with is going through the same thing because they're doing the work or they're supposed to be. Of bringing about the changes within their own marriages, within their own families, within their own partnerships, that's going to create the bigger systemic, like what do they call that? Systemic or systematic changes within the system over the next generation. So that's the message to you. What are you working on within your relationship? What do you have control over? You have control over going within. And the process of going within is identifying your vibrational frequency. I I live in high vibration and then I ebb and flow sometimes throughout my day. So I start my day in high vibration. I set my high vibration high. And then I go through my life and I come back to that high vibration throughout my day. And sometimes things trigger me and I have to go in and I say, Ooh, I'm feeling the vibration of anger right now. Or, Ooh, I'm feeling the vibration of frustration right now. Or, I'm feeling the vibration of anxiety. What? Okay. Once you're feeling that and you can identify, this is what I'm feeling. This is the vibrational frequency that I'm feeling. Then you can go to the next step and you could say, why? Why am I feeling this anger or frustration or anxiety within me? God, my angels, help me to work on this. Help me to see. And so then you identify what happened or what you go through or what does it tie to in your past that happened that's triggering you? Why are you feeling that way? And then from there of the why, once you get to the why, then you can go to the next question, which is, what do you need? In some instances, you need to take action. In some instances, you need to let go. You need to accept. You need to surrender. In some instances, you're going to say, no, this is my battle. I choose this battle. I need to fight out this battle. I need to take action. What do you need? And it doesn't have to be a battle. It doesn't have to be a fight. That's me being triggered right now. I can see that. But you have to go and you have to say, what do I need? I need my partner to do this, this, this. So then you go to your partner and you say that this doesn't have to be a big fight. This doesn't have to be this. This is what I need from you. This is where I'm coming from. This is what I'm feeling inside. This is the pain that I'm holding on to. This is what I need from you. This is how I need you to love me. This is how I need to coexist with you. This is how I need you to support me. Can you do that? Friends, 99% of the time, the answer is yes. So try it. See how it goes. Know that I love you. Spirit loves you so much. Your angels are working with you on this. I apologize if you're like, Julie, this isn't the typical Julie that I like to listen to. I get that sometimes. I get to be human too. And this is part of my humanity that I'm showing you today. This is part of how I get triggered. This is part of what I'm still working through as it is a trigger of mine. And this is how I work through it. But there's a message to everybody. And that message is that the system has to change and that you, you, yes, you, I am talking to you. You are part of that change. This change cannot happen without you. So I hope you took something away from today's message. I love you. They love you. Open up your heart to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring your way right now. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one on one session via phone, FaceTime or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere, they're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them, welcome them, take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination, telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy, of course, is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way. And that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger... God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you, and with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light, energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it But please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with the snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels. And help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, We ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy. And we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes, to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort, a response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy gratitude for the lessons learned gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all again my friends see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay see them helping you My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.